Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Do you want to learn how to connect and communicate better in your relationships? Dr. Kim Swales and rotating guests will discuss parenting, marriage, dating, friendship, family, and relationships, and self-growth in this podcast about connecting better in life. Episodes include the latest research, real-life stories, listener questions, and practical tips that will help you create and maintain happier and healthier connections. Tune in each Thursday for a new episode of Connecting with Dr. Kim Swales. Also follow Kim on Instagram at at Dr. Kim Swales. You can also email her at khswales at comcast.net. Tune in. Today, we are delving further into devotion with a story that is heartbreaking and beautiful. My guest is dermatologist to the stars, a TikTok celebrity, and the sister of an angel we call Burn. Well, you're in for it today. I'm Liz Swadek. Let's go, warrior women. I have a new sponsor. It's the Business Relationship Alliance. That's the bra network, guys. I love the bra network. It's a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. Guys, I love this group. I've talked about it many times. They believe in collaboration over competition. They hire women in their own network first, and they have amazing elevated networking events and courses. I've taken many of them. Guys, I can't say enough about the bra network. Use my code warrior for 10% off an annual membership. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Mamina Torregano. I did it right, didn't I? Yes. (laughs) She is a triple board certified dermatologist, internist, dermatopathologist. That's a hard one too, my God. Dr. Torregano completed a five-year double residency program in internal medicine and dermatology and served as chief resident at Georgetown University Hospital and MedStar Hospital in Washington, D.C., After working in private practice, dermatology, and in the metro D.C. area, she moved to Los Angeles to pursue a fellowship in dermatopathology (laughs) at UCLA. And she's currently practiced at Senova. Senova, yep. Senova Dermatology in the greater New Orleans area. I've never been to New Orleans. I'm dying to go, by the way. So I might have to just come and, you know, have you look at my skin in person. She also (laughs) serves as a dermatologist for an online dermatology practice called Apostrophe, or is it Apostrophe? Apostrophe. Apostrophe. Um, I was trying to make it French. I discovered Dr. Mamina through her amazing skincare TikTok videos. And when she started posting these sometimes strange (laughs) anti-aging techniques of her Japanese mother, I became completely obsessed and unhinged because I just love her mother Aww. so much. I almost want her mom <laughs> here too. Uh, but it was her video about her sister that made me contact her and asked her to come on the show. She's a busy doctor, y'all, but she's coming on the podcast. Welcome, Dr. Aww. Mamina. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. That was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to get to know you because these TikTok videos literally like, they make my day. You make like skincare Aww. seem like it's the funnest thing in the world. I don't know how you do that. I'm so glad. Yeah, no, it can be very overwhelming. So yeah, I I try to just make it more appealing to people, I guess. <laughs> well, also it just seems like some mystery. Like there's mysteries that make it seem like, no, 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 
there's not mysteries. It's just, here's what it is. And that makes me feel so much better in the oh, time of uncertainty that we're always in. Thank you for coming. I know you're busy. I grew up in Scarsdale, Dr. Mamina. Uh-huh. And you grew yeah. up in Terrytown. So we like, I we're did. Like, I think we're lacrosse rivals. I'm not, maybe football. I think, I, <laughs> I think that's real. So I wanted to talk to you. I want to go back to the beginning. What was your childhood like? especially with that awesome mother that you have. Tell me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So my childhood was a little crazy, actually. That's a whole nother, actually, can of worms. <laughs> How I ended up even in New York. Because my dad is from New Orleans originally. And he ended up in New York because he actually <laughs> dropped out of Tulane and joined a religious movement that you've probably heard of called the Unification Church or the Moonies. Oh, no way. Led by, yeah. Oh yeah. And my mom write a book, Dr. Mamina. I can't even take it right now. It was a very interesting upbringing. My mom joined actually, she, she grew up in the countryside in in Japan, but she, she moved to Tokyo in her early twenties, joined in Tokyo and came to New York. The main hub of the unification church was in Westchester. I know. Well, Reverend Moon had one of his many mansions in Westchester. That's I think probably where he spent most of his time. It was I think at Irvington. I, all I thought um, I had was a Scarsdale diet doctor. Now I got a Mooney thing too. I got, I would have <laughs> known. I, I've been, I've been not saying this my whole life. I'm very upset. Okay. My mom came to New York thinking that she was just going to be there for a month for some unification church event. Um, she ended up staying for 18 years. She hadn't seen her family for 18 years. And she finally went back to Japan with like three kids. I was five and my two twin sisters were three at the time. That's how my parents met. They met through this movement. So they were in an arranged marriage. Reverend Moon arranged all of these interracial marriages. Crazy. Crazy and town. the it's what's interesting, you know, Scarsdale, Terrytown, pretty kind of upper middle class. Yeah, it's affluent. For the most part, very affluent. Um, we were very poor. All the members of the Unification Church, extremely poor, like multiple Was families. Was that by crammed. design? Like they were like, you're not supposed to have any you know, you're not supposed to like things, material things, and you give all your money to the church and that's how it happens. Kind of like that, actually. Yeah. Like all the money kind of went to the church and to Reverend Moon. He lived like a king. We were kind of multiple families crammed into like single family homes. It was, I think we were probably breaking like housing codes and whatnot. And it was tough. Did you think your life was weird or did you think you were normal? Yeah. I definitely thought it was weird as I got into school because we were all poor. I only had like two pairs of pants and so I had like holes and patches on my clothes and everyone else had like nice houses and like normal, nice clothes. And So it wasn't like you could have um, a play date and be like, hey, come on over oh, to my, my house with a 50 yeah, people. Never. Right. No, no one ever came over to my house. But the cool thing was that there was a nice community. So I felt normal with my other church friends. Yes. And we, I mean, I still closest friends to, with these people to this day, such a different type of bond. There's so many definitely positive aspects to growing up in this movement. When I was more in fourth or fifth grade, we, we moved a little bit further upstate to, to Orange County, New York, specifically Port Jervis, New York. And then when I was 16, my dad decided to leave the whole scene in New York. And that's when we, we moved to New Orleans. My dad wanted to be back with his family, but very interesting upbringing. I have to thank my parents though. They, they definitely put studies as a priority. They, they definitely, you know, wanted me to excel in school despite us not having great resources. So I'm thankful. Were they like, you are going to be a doctor? Cause every person I know oh. from any Asian family was like, you think it's a joke. It's not. They like, literally you, you, you're born and they're like, so you're going to be a doctor. That's happening to you. You know what's crazy? It was the opposite for me. I didn't decide that I wanted to go to med school till I was in college. 
And when I brought that idea up to my parents, they were not having it. They thought that I was selfish, actually. <laughs> they, yeah, because they were like, okay, no, like, action. <laughs> I, it's crazy. Like, they were like, no, you should be like a stay at home mom or like be a teacher, like, have a job that's conducive to like raising a family. Like, they're super conservative and traditional. Oh my gosh. Little did they know that dermatology actually has a great work life balance. Of course, you can work a lot with derm too, but so it was tough. Like they were not supportive at all. And, um, but you were going to go know, to perform, you went to performing arts school or something first. I, read I did. That you and I, oh yeah. Died. I was like, oh yeah. Because it says in your bio, it's like, she likes a hip hop dance. And I see you dancing in these TikToks, And I'm like, she kind of looks normal doing that. She doesn't look silly. And then I look and it says performing arts school. I'm like, excuse me. What? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So that was also related to the church that I grew up in Reverend Moon, you know, in addition to being this huge church leader, he was also a business tycoon and owned various businesses, including this very prestigious performing arts school in Seoul, Korea. And I actually lived there in seventh and eighth grade. My family was still living in New York, but they sent me across the world when I was 12, which in hindsight, I'm like, how the hell did they manage to let myself go there? But um, yeah. anyways, um, it was a performing arts school. So I actually studied piano, classical piano. Wow. And actually went into college as a music major. It was really hard. So I ended up just majoring in neuroscience, which actually was easier than piano performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually hilarious. I see. It's so funny. I'm wondering, is that school still around? I think it is. I think the American name is Little Angel School. And then there's a Korean name. Okay. But because anyways, I've yeah. I've seen some of these. I'm sure you know this already. There's a lot of these like boy bands and girl bands that are like, they go to school for like these, these, the, the K-pop bands, they go to school yeah. and they like leave their parents at like eight years old and they live at that school for like five, six, seven, eight years. And then if they oh. make it, they become, you know, black pink or whatever they become. Yeah, right, right, right. And I, I watched the documentary. It oh, it's for real. And they perform oh, wow. 20 million hours a day. So I was literally, when I read that about you, I'm like, I wonder if she went to one of those schools where they're like, literally, like they're teaching you. I mean, it's not like they're not teaching you, you know, educating you, but they really hammer down on your performance and, you know, your skills. It was hardcore. It was hardcore for sure. And there were definitely some amazing singers there. So it's possible some of them went on to be K-pop stars. It could but, be. Yeah, this was like in the, this was like in the mid nineties. So it was a while ago. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, they're probably even more hardcore now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as I told you, I am obsessed with your mother. Obsessed. Oh. Um, and I've watched every single anti-aging technique. I show everyone the banana peel that she's rubbing all over her body. The, <laughs> I love the it. The tauntaun thing. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, you guys have to follow her on TikTok. <laughs> Dr. Mamina on TikTok is entertaining as all hell. How did those videos with your mother even come about? And, oh my gosh. <laughs> and what is the most popular one? I'm dying to know. So yeah, I was just getting started on TikTok and was just putting out videos on skincare and, you know, basic dermatology. And I went on a beach trip with my mom. This was Memorial Day weekend last year. We were just in our hotel room and she, she was eating a banana and then proceeded to use the banana peel like on her face and she was like rubbing her arms with it. And you know what I was, now that I was thinking about it, you know, she's done it multiple times and I just never really paid much attention. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, that's my mom. That's, that's just <laughs> classic mom moves, you know, just. I mean, banana peel all over body. the body. Classic mom. Yeah. Yeah. Classic <laughs> mom. Like, like I don't even bat an eye at that. Oh my gosh. But I was like, wait, this is actually good fodder for TikTok. Um, oh yeah. And, 
I was like, let me, let me just start recording her. And um, yeah. And, and then that was my first viral video. And she video. was okay with it. She was like, sure. She was okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> she was okay with it. Um, she seems kind of natural. Like she kind of seems like she likes it now. Like I love when she tries to describe like the things she's putting on her face. She's like, has peptides. Like her, she's like doing a little commercial. Peptides. Yeah. Peptides. Peptides. Yeah. She's, she's into it. She actually really does enjoy sharing these tips with the world. I want to buy every single thing she's got like that, that, that crazy oh. eight leg thing. Like oh, I'm literally oh, like, machine. I got to get some yeah. of these things. I got to get it. <laughs> You were trying to actually, we're looking into making one. We're talking with manufacturers and getting like a Michiko approved chi machine. Okay. So that, what was that? So, so, so you guys know you got, again, you have to look at these videos on Instagram and TikTok, mm -hmm. but her mom, one of the many things she does, she's got this tauntaun <laughs> stick that she hits yeah. her foot with. She <laughs> yeah. puts her legs up on a wall. I made my husband and I yeah. do that in Hawaii, by the way. I was like, we got to try this. I think it's going to relieve stress. <laughs> Yes, on our balcony in Hawaii, in Maui, with our legs on the wall. <laughs> yeah, so that um, thing, what, so it's like, it go. It's kind of makes your legs go in a wave. In yeah, a, yeah. Eight. It's really just supposed to help with the circulation. Um, it's almost like like passive exercise. It just brings the blood flow back or just allows the blood to circulate back more easily back to the heart. It's supposed to be relaxing too. I mean, I, I was like, I want one of those. That looks fun to me. I feel great when I use them. I, I mean, you got yeah, to market it. all this stuff. I'm just selling every single gonna, thing she does. And we're gonna you got to make like a banana peel cream. You got to do all this stuff. <laughs> and then you got to name it after her. You got to like name it after yes. her or something. Yeah. Yes. We're going to name yeah. them after her. I um, but yeah, I would say the most popular though, out of all the videos was her dry brushing video. Yes. That one was so popular. Um, I don't know. That's funny because it's not the most outlandish. It's not the one, most right. outlandish one. Yeah, like the banana peel, she she just thought of that on her own. She didn't even see that anywhere. She was she just like, let me try a banana peel on my face. Like that was her own invention. Um, <laughs> but the dry brush, yeah, has been around and it's actually widely used already. But that one was actually popular, maybe because I think some of the things she said in the video were kind of funny. Like she she was saying, like you you have to be totally naked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think people like that part. I love when she hugs the tree because oh, yeah. she's like in the forest and then she just mm -hmm. hugs the tree and she just stays there. <laughs> she just her little face. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely the cutest thing I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life. But anyway, moving on. I literally am, I'm, I'm obsessed with her. But you also shared a video with your mom about your mm -hmm. sister. And that just really, yeah. I mean, I just was like tearing up, especially because then I had to, of course, go to her Instagram, mm -hmm. look at her. And I was like, oh. What in the world? So please tell us about your your amazing sister and, and what happened. Yeah, yeah, she is an amazing person. I feel like the world, if, if you haven't met Bernadette, you're missing out. She's She just has like the most enthusiastic, bubbly personality, was always like the life of the party. She was a teacher and her passion was teaching kids from underserved areas. And she was actually in the process of building and starting a school for this purpose. And yeah, she was just driving to a goodbye party. So I have three sisters. One of my sisters was actually going to hike the Pacific Crest Trail for five months. So she was, was going to do a wild, a wild thing. The, a wild, yep. The wild yeah. trail. Oh, good Lord. And so we call her Burn. Her name's Bernadette. We call her Burn. The Burn was on her way to my sister Mie's goodbye party. She was at an intersection. She was the first car to go at the green light. When the light turned green, she was the first car to go. But then there was a car, it was a pickup truck that was speeding through the red light and just T-boned her on the driver's side. And he had no reason. He actually had two other hit and runs that he was escaping. He wasn't drunk or anything crazy. 
But I mean, it's a miracle that she's actually alive because like when they found her, like the driver door was in the passenger seat. Like that's how big the impact was. She had broken bones everywhere. Part of her intestines were ruptured. And of course, the biggest thing was bleeding in her brain. Very extensive hemorrhage. And she was in the ICU for a couple of weeks or for a few weeks. And then she was in the hospital for 11 months. She was in a couple different hospitals in New Orleans and then got dermatopathologist in Houston. Um, and she was in that hospital for, yeah, for nine months. She was in New Orleans for two months. She can't move. She can't talk. She can't lift a finger, um, but she can blink. And she's, she's not even 100% with the blinking too. She's conscious maybe 75% of the time, but we try to check in with her with her blinking. And she lives in a hospital bed in my mom's dining room, you know, a year or two. The accident was in 2015, April of 2015. And, Feb- and she came to the house in March of 2016. And then a year later, February of 2017, my father passed away. Mm. That was probably the lowest point for my mom. Yeah. But, um, and that was one of the reasons why Is your mom her only caregiver? That's a lot. Oh yeah. It's a lot. My youngest sister helps my mom full time. And then I go over there every Sunday and, you know, and help my mom. That's me a day off. And then we have a night sitter that we've hired who, but she actually stopped coming since COVID. So my mom has really, it's, it's been tough. My mom doesn't want any outside people in the house and she's like willing to sleep for five hours because Bert, Bert has to be turned like every four to five hours at least. Um, and then Bernadette has a twin, Annette, who, who is an hour away in Baton Rouge and she comes in town one day a week to help out as well. So you're, I mean, I'm glad your mom has these fun little TikToks. Like your mom needs fun. Like she needs some lighthearted. Oh, yeah you know, easy, hilarious, fun times so that she can just take a little mental health break, truthfully. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, what's amazing is that despite all of this craziness and the hardships, she actually is probably has the best sense of humor out of all of us. And, and is, has, I don't know, she has probably has like the lightest, happiest, you know, demeanor. Um, she, and that's probably what keeps, that's probably her main anti-aging tip is, is actually, I did ask her that. I'm like, mom, what's your, what's your, like, what's your number one anti-aging tip? And this is what she said. She said, dirty joke, (laughs) dirty Dirty jokes. Hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. She's so cute. I love her so much. Well, tell me, I mean, I, I just like it's I things like this these types of stories like blow my mind because it's just like one day you have one life and then one day you have a ne- another life it just is like there's no transition there's no time to get used to it think about it oh what does this mean it's just like boom right life is different and that and it's never yeah. going to be the same so I just yeah. wondered like what because a lot of people have things like this I had um Catherine Wolf on the podcast she had a um mm. a catastrophic stroke when she was a young mother she was like in LA living her best life and now she's in a wheelchair half of her face has fallen I mean she was like a beauty queen you know I mean it was like that is and she was in the hospital like you exactly a year you know like had to learn to move her arms I mean you know just things like that never expected it in her whole life you know what is the wisdom that you think you've gained for this or what what have you learned from this experience like with your sister what would you say to people who are going through you know things like this I think even though it was so tragic, I saw such a beautiful side of the human spirit, just seeing people reaching out, 
the love and support that we've received from so many people, people that we didn't even know was just so amazing to experience. I don't know. It just gave me a whole new appreciation for that. And it also helped me re-examine like my spiritual life too. And then the other part of it is before this accident, I was having fun. I was living my best life in LA and I was planning on settling down out there. My parents were very conservative, very traditional, very strict. I kind of had a different outlook on life from them. And I wanted to just do my own thing. And I felt like I almost separated myself from my family. This accident and my dad's illness brought me back to New Orleans. And I have such a whole new appreciation for family, like the relationships with your close one. And you don't even have to be related to them, but just your close loved ones and just how important that is for your overall health, both physical and mental and spiritual health. Being in a community with your loved ones, I think is so important. Did you do the whole thing? Because I think I asked Catherine the same question because she's like, Mrs. Bible, you know, she's like out there in the Christian world, like preaching her stuff. I'm like, tell me the truth, Catherine, were you like, God, come on now. Really? Why me? You know, did you, did you have that moment where you were like, why? Like my sister loved kids. She was going to open a school. She's such a good person. Like, why did this happen to her? Did you have that moment? Or do you still have that moment? Does that come into your mind sometimes? Are you just like, God, like what could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, I feel like I'm like digging at you. I'm sorry, but I just, no, I I love this. It wakes me up thinking about it. Like I saw her Instagram, I cried my eyes out. I know. I love talking about this actually. Um, if it weren't for her, I would be in a really bad place right now. In a way it's like, she, she loved me so much right before her accident. She actually visited me in DC and we had the most amazing time as sisters. And it was really, really, really special. And now I could see why you know, it was like the last time we hung out. It's, a, it's almost like this was like us. I, I, I don't even know if this is the right word, but it was almost like a sacrifice, something that she did to help me. It's like, I, I felt like I'm, I'm a better and different person now. And it took my sister being in this accident almost for that to happen. Just wild. I just have a different perspective on, yeah, like on God, on spirituality. It was definitely like a wake up call for me. Has it made um, you feel closer to God? Like, how has it affected your spiritual life? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do feel closer to God. I I was actually more agnostic before all of this. And now I I believe in God. It's funny because if you think about that, it would almost be the opposite, right? Yeah. Like you would be like, no, that, that happening means I don't even think there's a God. I think it's too random, but you went the total opposite way. It brought you in. Tell me why, why do you think that is? That's really interesting to me. Um, yeah, well, you know, I also want to say, I think my dad has a hand in it as well. After his death, I, um, I don't even know if I could say this, but I participated in a ceremony where I consumed a certain substance. Okay, um, no problem. <laughs> I know exactly and, what you mean. We know, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah. It was actually a spiritual, it was, it was considered to be a spiritual ceremony that's, typically done in South America, um, like with ayahuasca. And, and I met my dad in it and it was, it was so mind blowing, mind opening. And it was really after that, that I really started believing in God again. I felt like that was my only way. <laughs> I think that was the way explain, that my dad right. could, 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 and yeah. And I, and I think he tried so hard to connect with me and like, he was super religious and he, you know, felt 
like that was like the way of life. And the more he tried to convert me to whatever his beliefs were, the more I, I pushed him away. And I think that this whole experience with me coming home and being with my sister, and then I participated in this ceremony, I just, my eyes were completely open and um, yeah, I just have a whole new outlook. And then, like I said earlier, with just seeing just the beautiful aspects of other people reaching out, showing so much love and support, like never experiencing this level of support from strangers, loved ones, you just see that that there's so much more to to being a human. There's got to be something else involved than just this biology that we have here. There's a, there's a, definitely a spiritual component. And do you feel like she, you said she blinks, do you feel like you can kind of communicate with her or is it, is it more like a yes or no thing? Like, do you kind of, like, does she ever, like, do you ever ask her like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, are you happy? Like, do, or, you know, like, what, how do you, how do you make someone like that? I guess she's probably learned like you learning to appreciate things differently, right? Like she's probably happy for a sunny day and happy for, to get out of the house and take a yeah. walk or whatever it is. Exactly. Like any small thing I think is exciting to her now. I mean, I can't even imagine because most of the time she's in a bed, just like staring at a wall. Like you have to learn how to train your mind to like, it, it's almost like being a Buddhist or like being a Buddhist monk. Like you yes. just have to learn how to be comfortable with just being there. Um, but poor thing. Um, but yes, we, we try to stimulate her. Like whenever, if I'm going through my Instagram feed, I'll try to like show her my phone and have her go through my feed with me so she can see what, what I'm looking at. Um, we play podcasts for her. We play, you know, we try to play YouTube videos on the phone and then, you know, so watch some TV and she was, she herself was very religious. So on Sundays there's like YouTube videos of her church that she used to go to like their services that we'd play for her. And um, yeah, we would just have her in the room and I'm sure and she would listen to all of our conversations. So I'm sure she enjoys. Hearing oh, I would be like over there making her laugh. I would literally be like a clown. I'd be like, let me show you nice. all my comedy stylings. This is what I you love need it. Right, now. right. Like, I, I mean, yes. talk about TikTok dances. I'm sure you guys try so hard to kind of lighten it up for her and make it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My mom is really good at that. Oh, My I'm sure. To just joke around her. Oh, yeah. She's the best out of all of us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's lucky she's yeah. the caregiver, right? Because she is the one keeping it light and bright. And that's what, oh, I mean, yeah. Who, who doesn't need that right now? But especially your sister. Right. So that's such a blessing. And I'm so, yes. I'm just in awe. And please tell your sister I'm her biggest fan. Um, uh, we'll do. Yeah, to let her know. Um, tell me, how did you even develop? A passion for dermatology. I really do think it's your passion because honestly, these videos I can't with you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, how did you how did you get into dermatology? I mean, one minute you're playing piano and your parents are telling you to be a teacher, and now you're a dermatologist. How did that happen? Great question. Well, my interest in medicine itself actually stemmed really, I think, because of my mom. She, you know, she had like acupressure, like reflexology books lying around. She had random home remedies for when we were sick and it really instilled an interest in healing and medicine. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to the conventional MD route. I was actually thinking about going to naturopathic school. I ended up deciding to, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to go somewhere where there's like strong evidence-based medicine and ended up going the MD route. I was planning on actually going into primary care or, you know, family medicine. And when I was doing my rotations, my third year of medical school, 
in my, my, it was my internal medicine rotation. There is a subspecialty called rheumatology, which deals with autoimmune diseases. I know it. I know it. Yes. Yes. I love, and I have, I actually have a very strong interest in autoimmune diseases, which is why I actually did the combo internal medicine and dermatology residency. But anyways, in, within the, the rheumatology specialty, you know, they deal with autoimmune conditions like lupus, scleroderma, dermatomyositis, these autoimmune conditions have a lot of skin manifestations. And I was really drawn to these people. My empathy was so strong for these patients. And I was like, wait, maybe there was something more to dermatology than just Botox. Yeah. Yes. That's totally dermatology. Like cosmetics is such a tiny fraction of what makes up dermatology. And then I just, I decided to do a rotation in dermatology because that was more of an elective rotation. And I mean, dermatology, not only, you know, a lot of interesting skin diseases, but you also do a little bit of surgery. I was also interested in pediatrics and you, we, we treat pediatric the population. There's also um, pathology, dermatopathology, you know, yeah. 30% of our, our dermatology boards is at the microscope. And to me, I really enjoyed pathology in medical school, but I didn't want to become a pathologist, like pursue the pathology residency. Cause I thought that it just meant sitting at a microscope in a basement all day. I wanted to see patients. Yeah. So dermatology is awesome just because it encompasses so many things like that. And yeah, I love it. Well, I know you have like a, a special interest in evaluating how like nutrition life. I mean, every, all your posts are about the balance of all these things, nutrition, lifestyle, sleep, um, and how like an other environmental factors can play a significant role in inflammation or cancer or aging and any of that. Yeah. So give a, I need some gold from you today, Dr. Mamima. <laughs> I need some gold. I need some gold. I need some tips that you swear by. First of all, everybody should know her mother looks 12 years old. So this is why I do <laughs> receive true. the mother's anti-aging techniques. Dr. Mamima herself also looks 12 years old. They apparently have found a time machine from Japan that they bought also that they're going to market soon. <laughs> Um, so I need to know. Yeah. I want to know some secrets, some tips on looking yes. good. I need something to improve our skin. Literally my mom's legs look better than what my legs looked like when I was 12. Like she's got the greatest yeah. legs and she wears her little short shorts. That's why I love her. Yeah. She wears her short shorts. She wears her little short shorts. So, and I like to use this multimodal approach because as I've learned, unfortunately in medical school, all they really teach us. I mean, of course we learn a lot. We try to figure out why people get the diseases that they do, but so much of our education is how to prescribe medicine and how to do surgery. Yes. And for me, like what I really, really try to work on with patients is figuring out, figuring out why they have this. Why do you have acne? Why do you have psoriasis? Why do you have eczema and looking at, okay, what's going on in your life that could be contributing in terms of big themes that we see in dermatology that can contribute to inflammation and accelerated aging. When it comes to diet, something that we see over and over again in the literature is processed sugar. Oh, come on. Really? I know. It's so sad. What does that mean? Does that mean like no Skittles and no Twizzlers? What does that mean? It really means like sweeteners that aren't fruit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's I a mean, lot. Of, that, there's, but there, I feel like there's sweeteners in everything. I know there's sweeteners in everything and, and looking more at what you're saying. Yes. Like processed foods, like candy, but yeah, like baked goods and, um, so yeah, sugar like is an age, just, sugar is an ager. Sugar is definitely an ager. Sugar <sighs> binds acid. to collagen and like makes collagen more rigid, allows like causes the collagen to break down more quickly. So yeah. So sugar. 
Mm-hmm. Is a big what, what other thing. bad news do you have for me? Yes. Okay. Sugar. Well, when it comes to nutrition, the other themes that I see consistently well with aging is also processed fats, um, like processed vegetable oils, like canola oil, especially if it's heated. I know. So like, and, and, you know, a lot of packaged foods. So like even cereal, like they all have like oil in them. Isn't that the um, weirdest thing? Chips. I don't know why they yeah. have oil and cereal. It's bizarre. Yes. No, you're right. And yeah. chips. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And even like bread too. Um, so yeah, something to think about. And then another food that we see a lot with inflammation is dairy, mm-hmm. um, more so with acne and everyone's different. People can drink all the milk in the world and of course have beautiful skin, but, but it's something that we do see, um, more often than not. Um, you think dairy causes, dairy kind of helps cause acne to a degree? It, yes. Because my kids are dairy freaks and they're having like major acne breakouts right now. Although they're using all your potions and lotions that you recommend, but <laughs> it's getting better, but I'm just wondering. Good. Yes. So there have been a lot of studies. There are some in this kind of mixed, but we see more studies that point to dairy um, being a trigger for acne just, and then, you know, it could be different reasons. We, we actually see more, more issues with skim milk than whole milk. So um, just because skin milk actually has more sugar in it and sugar, we also see an association with acne as well. Hmm. So all the stuff that kids love to eat. <laughs> well, that's why they probably have it is because that's all they're having. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In addition to their rain, raging, changing hormones. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. The sugar and the dairy are kind of fuel to the fire. So, yeah. So in terms of food, we see that. And then another contributor, and this isn't really huge news to people, but in terms of, you know, besides nutrition, now there's just the, your whole mental, the mental aspect of it, stress, stress plays a huge role with accelerated aging, inflammation. Yeah. And like even potentially even cancer. I, can, too. I mean, I could see that. I, I could definitely see that. I mean, I see like people who are like regular meditators. I feel like they just look like they're like their face looks younger and better. Cause they're just like over there chill, you know? And I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I think my, and you know, another, I think my mom, helps with her stress by yeah having like the most hilarious sense of humor like her she actually has real her hu- sense of humor is very base like she has like the like poop jokes you know like it's yeah. just out of this world um I love her so anyways um but oh, yeah so jokes just having yeah just, just keeping it life. light keeping it bright light. not being too stressed finding things that de-stress you that'll that's a, that's a good anti-ager anything what about like Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I obviously sleep, but like, are there sleep, anything, yeah. that, anything that like we wouldn't think of? I mean, the oil thing was kind of good because it's true. There's a lot of oils and a lot of things, but is there mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that like could improve our skin that we wouldn't really like, I mean, water, drinking water, water, hydration, hydration, but um, is there anything that could like, we could do any tips you have for us that maybe we wouldn't think about or bad things that we wouldn't think about that they're kind of off, you know? And well, when it comes to sleep, just, I just want to remind people of like your circadian rhythm and really trying to sleep when the sun is set. So not staying up too late at night. So getting eight hours of sleep between like, you know, 10 and six is better than getting eight hours of sleep between like 12 and eight or two and 10. So there's that. And then, I mean, I don't know if I have any other huge things that aren't you know, that are unknowns, but because I mean, everyone knows, you know, dermatologists preach sunscreen all the time, Yes, but I still get patients who are surprised. They're like, wait, really sunscreen? I have to wear it every day. And sunscreen's really what we have the most evidence with when it comes to anti-aging more than 
Retin-A, more than vitamin C. Of course, those are the, the next two that are that we have the most evidence behind. But sunscreen, is, and you know, people don't think about it, doesn't seem seem glamorous. But to me, I look at when I look at skincare, it's almost like going on a it's like if you're trying to lose weight. I look at like trying to prevent aging as like trying to lose weight. They say like when losing weight, it's like 80% of it's in the kitchen, 20% is like, you know, exercise or whatever. It's so much easier to prevent or to, to lose weight by like not exposing yourself to the sweet foods and not eating those things. It's much harder to exercise it off. Right. That's the same thing with skincare. Like wearing your sunscreen, it's so much easier for, and better for your skin and doing all the treatments and trying to do all the treatments and the Botox and the lasers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so, but you also mentioned, so also retin-A and vitamin C. I saw, I went to go buy your little vitamin C capsules. I saw that. I I love those. I don't even like skincare. I really, because I I don't even want to tell you what I do. You're not going to like me, but I want you to know you're going to, anyone listen to this podcast right now who knows me knows I don't wash my face. I literally Wait, yeah. don't. No. I literally don't. <laughs> I sometimes put it in the shower. I mean, that's it. But since I've been watching you, hand to God, I have started washing my face. And I awesome. have never did it. And the way the reason I have started <laughs> is because I have a commitment to myself. I chose a word this year that was <laughs> luxury. That's my word this year. And okay, I just, nice. and the way I get myself to wash my face, Dr. Mamina, is that I tell myself, this is a luxury. Like I'm taking time, I'm washing my face. I put cold water on my face, which feels really, really good. And yeah. I kind of like, now I'm kind of taking that time for myself and now I'm actually enjoying it. So I have, all, I literally watched your videos and I have the CeraVe <laughs> and all the ones that you recommend and I'm doing my mm-hmm. little routine and I'm telling you, I'm, it's making me really happy. I love it. I mean, your skin looks great too. Well, through this Zoom screen. Yes. yes. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm working mm-hmm. your magic. Yes. Okay. So yes. Tell, speaking of our ideal winter skin, I kind of feel like winter skin is like, you know, everybody tells me like, oh my God, my skin is horrible in the winter. So what is like your ideal winter skincare routine? If you, and you can name whatever products and I can give them the link to, you know, to your thing where they can buy it all. Yeah. When it comes to winter skincare, basically as we, most of us realize in the winter time, the climate is just drier. And with that, our skin can become way more dry. And so avoiding agents that can potentially be drying or irritating is important and really stepping up the moisturizing and hydrating components to your routine. I do, I do recommend cleansing your face in the morning because it just sort of prepares your skin for the skin products to follow. But, you know, a lot of people could just rinse your face, you know, rinse their face with water and I'm, I'm okay with that. It's more in the evening time where I'm like a, more of a stickler about washing your face with a cleanser just because you want to wash off the dirt and the pollutants because those contribute to aging. Not that I ever so leave my house anymore, but yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yes. I know. Okay. So so cleanse with a gentle cleanser. I mean, I'm a big fan of the CeraVe line. They have their hydrating gentle cleanser. La Roche-Posay is another brand that I love. They have a line called Tullerian and their hydrating Tullerian cleanser is very nice, but you don't have to get, you know, so you don't have to get too fancy. These are drugstore products, things that just are hydrating. Neutrogena also makes one that they're hydrating um, gentle cleanser. It has a, dip, the words are, you know, different order, but it's something we'll along put those it in lines. The show I love notes. that. I love that Everything one. she's mentioning, I'm putting yes. in the show notes. Don't go into a panic. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. And then, and then in terms of an anti-aging routine, 
we do recommend some type of antioxidant serum. Vitamin C is the most potent antioxidant. So some type of vitamin C serum. Now it can be kind of irritating for people with sensitive skin. So be careful with it. But I love the Vichy, the, the ampules, because they also have hyaluronic acid, which is hydrating as well. Yeah, I saw those. Um, I saw you use those and I thought it was so cool. It's like a little capsule. I kind of yeah. kind of like it because it's kind of like seems like space age to me or something cool. Right. You know, I like it. Yeah. 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 The purpose okay. of that is to also preserve the vitamin C because vitamin C is a, actually a very delicate and unstable um, ingredient and it oxidizes really easily, which means it just doesn't work as well. So these little capsules are a great way to like kind of preserve the, the life of the vitamin C just because you're not using so much. Okay, so we um, wash our face. I like the CeraVe, I really do. And then we do the vitamin C. Vitamin C. Okay. And if you like one that's more moisturizing, I like the Vichy, the Vichy um, Lift Active Vitamin C um, Anti-Aging Ampule Serum. Yeah, I'm Another that one that I like. It's so good. I, I really like it. That one's great. And it's actually affordable for vitamin C. There's, there's a couple others that I like um, that I'll mention that are amazing. They're just way more expensive. Um, one is by... Skin skinceuticals, they're CE for Rulic. That can be a little bit irritating for people. So, um, you know, just as a heads up, if you have sensitive skin, I'm also a huge fan of the Revision C Plus Correcting Complex. That's in more of a moisturizer type of base. So that can be great if you have dry skin too. And then the last one that I really, really like is by a brand called Skin Better. And their vitamin C is Alto. That one's wonderful. And then, and then after that, I, I do recommend adding a moisturizer. Now, if you have more oily skin, you can probably just skip it and go to your sunscreen because the sunscreen can also be moisturizing as well. But I typically recommend using a moisturizer. Drugstore moisturizers, I'm a big fan of CeraVe, once again. Same with La Roche-Posay. The, the, so the CeraVe, they have just even just a regular moisturizing cream is fine. Their skin renewing night cream, even though it says night cream, is perfectly fine to use in the morning too. It doesn't have like a retinol in it or anything like that. So you could, that one's a great one. The SkinCeuticals Triple Lipid Moisturizing or Triple Lipid Restore Cream um, is wonderful. It's, it's yeah, it's just divine. And um, there's another one that I like from Sephora that's similar similar to these other moisturizers just because, so the CeraVe Skin Renewing Night Cream, the, the SkinCeuticals Triple Lipid Cream, they, in addition to having ceramides. It also has peptides, which helps with both nourishing and anti-aging. And so there's one um, at Sephora, the brand is called Skin Fix and it's their lipid barrier plus cream. Okay. Wonderful too. Okay. And, and then sunscreen, of course. And my, here's my problem with the sunscreen. I feel like sunscreens yeah. are like $8 million and that annoys me. Like I, when you want to get a sunscreen for your face, obviously you don't want to put some gross, mm-hmm. horrible one on your face, but are there any Correct. good cheap ones, Dr. Mamina? I really don't want to, I, every time I look to buy a nice sunscreen for my face, I swear to you, it's $50. I'm like, no, thank you. Is there any like ones that are not so pricey? Yeah, I, well, the, I, I love the La Roche-Posay line. I mean, they're drugstore. So, but I think they're going to be more in like the 20 to $30 range, but yeah, they're Antelios line is very nice. They're liquid sunscreen. And it, when you put it on, it looks kind of weird. It looks kind of shiny, but then it actually turns matte. Oh, um, okay. So, so I do like that one. I know that's like, and if you have like an like oily face and you're like worried about putting sunscreen on, is there one that's better for like, if you have oily skin or no? So I do find this one to be nice too. Um, Neutrogena, 
and La Roche-Posay both make, um, so like La Roche-Posay has one that's like made for acne skin, prone skin. And actually probably our, like if you ask a lot of dermatologists, our favorite one for acne prone skin is by a brand called Elta MD. And the price point isn't too, too bad for Elta MD. Um, I want to say it's in the thirties, mm-hmm. um, but, but the Elta MD UV clear, lightweight, we love that it has other ingredients that help with acne prone skin. That's good to know for like the teens, you know, like what, you know, what they can do do, because they need the sunscreen too, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then CeraVe makes an ultra light, CeraVe makes an ultra light, like AM uh, moisturizing lotion with SPF. Okay. Awesome. All right. Any other, is that the end of the routine? I can only do so many things. I barely wash my face. That's Um, all I can take. I just started washing. I gotta, I gotta go slow here. Okay. That's an accomplishment. I mean, honestly, you, the fact that you got me washing my face, everyone, uh, everyone who knows me right now is fainting. They can't even understand what's happening. What is next for you? Like, what are you working on? What are you, I mean, you're doing so many fun things. Like I, I, I love, I really love, like, I can't talk enough about your videos. And I, I think it's, I think you need to do like different things with your mom too. Like, I think she needs to, share a recipe or write a book or whatever. I mean, oh. other than, like, I feel like, and, and I think you need to like bring this like sister, like, I think your mom's got a lot of wisdom about like, I don't know. I, I just feel like your mom's got a lot that she could bring to the world. Yes. I, mean, I have you a few too, projects, but your mother, you know, I love. Oh her. yeah. No, no. <laughs> I definitely want to do things with my mom. Like I was saying, like we're, we're we want to get some of her recommended products together and make like a Michiko line of products. We have more videos. I think she's going to do a tutorial on how to cook seaweed because no, like when you think of seaweed, you're like, what do I do with this? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So that's exciting. There's a lot of benefits with seaweed, but, but, but yes, I think, I mean, I personally think there needs to be like a Netflix series on my mom because her life was freaking crazy. Even before she joined the cult, um, like already, like she, she had a crazy upbringing. So, um, so, and yeah. And then, um, the whole, her whole experience with the Moonies was a whole different thing too. So I think something needs to be done. What a life, what a life um, she's had. She's had an interesting life. Um, But yes, and I do have um, a project that I'm going to be starting with regarding my sister and it's called Letters to Bernadette. And I want it to be a platform. We may just start it on Instagram. Actually, I do have an account on Instagram, but I haven't really formally started it yet or started, you know, um, making any announcements about it. But I want it, I want there to be a platform where people can send thoughts, prayers that they just want another ear to hear. Like not so not prayers for burn, although that would be amazing, but but prayers that they have and if they have a hard time like just praying to, you know, God or the universe if if they just want to just have another listening ear for it. Mm-hmm creating a platform where we could collect those and then just reading them to burn. And um, I think that's beautiful. She'll love it. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, so that's one project. I feel like and that's a book project. too. That, that seems like a book too, Letters to Burn. And then you, you know, yeah. have people, you know, write her letters about like yes. what they're hoping for her or what they're thinking of or all that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would be really beautiful. Um, and then another project that I'm working on is I'm actually trying to start a dance organization. It's called Dance RX. 
And basically it's just providing it a place. I think once it's not going to be till later in the year where we're going to really start get it going because of just COVID and logistics, but just an opportunity for people to dance freestyle. So one of my, you know, when it comes to healing for me, yes, prescriptions can help, but you know, there's nutrition, lifestyle. And I also think like doing activities that make you feel like you're living in the present moment. I think when you're feeling present, like the power of now, like Eckhart Tolle, like that is healing when you can be in that zone where time doesn't exist. And for me, it's dancing. And I would, I just want to bring that to the, our community. So going to try to start something with that. Okay. Well, you're going to have to let me know. Um, So when you launch that, I can like, you know, help promote all these things. Okay. Oh, nice. We'll definitely let you know. And then I'm, I am also working on some skincare stuff as well. Oh, I bet you have something cooking. Are you going to do a skin? I do. I know you are. Yes. I mean, how yes. could you not? You and learn so much and then you have your mother on top of it all. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm, you really mm-hmm. have got something going there. Yes. Um, yeah, we got a couple different projects going on and, you know, wanting to also really take a look holistically, like, especially when it, when it comes to acne, not only looking at skin, but even like supplements and whatnot that are helpful. Um, so trying to find ways to having people, I mean, of course, prescriptions have changed so many people's lives and like have really improved the quality of life in people, but finding ways where you could potentially even have to avoid that because there are potential side effects with prescriptions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So look, doing lots of exciting in that realm. things. Lots yeah. of exciting things. Okay. Well, now we are at the speed round, which is my favorite time of the whole podcast. Everybody knows. So this this month, by the way, I didn't even tell you this, but this month I'm including you in my series on devotion for obvious Ooh. reasons. So, and devotion is a really kind of deep word because it's more than like love, right? It's like deeper than love. Like you're devoted to someone or something. So I really, I'm including you because I feel like you're devoted to burn. Your mom's devoted to burn. You're devoted to your career. You really are kind of a symbol of devotion. So that's why I wanted to tell you that. So amazing. Yes. So you're on my devotion series, Um, but we are at the speed round. I'm going to ask you, what is your cocktail of choice? Great question. It's whatever combines like the St. Germain elderflower with ginger beer. Wait a minute. Yes. What is that? I don't know what it's called, but it's That's delicious. not a French 75. That's not that, is that? Fr- uh, I don't think so. That might have Somebody champagne makes or something. this drink. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I'm going to find what uh-huh. it is. Okay, uh-huh. I'm going to put it in the show notes because I know exactly what you're talking about. My girlfriend got me this little Parisian cocktail book and with this elderflower and all this stuff. And I'm like, and St. Germain. And I'm like, ooh, how many things can I make with this? I like so excited yes. about it. I love it. Um, what is a mantra quote? Um, basically to be grateful. I have just found that having that, that mindset, um, actually shifts, just can shift your mood, can shift your energy, um, and your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude is everything. Um, when do you feel the most present because I saw that in your bio that you love feeling present. So I think you already answered this question. So go ahead. Yes. I, is it when yes. you're dancing? It's when I'm dancing. Definitely dancing. And then you know when I was younger, I wanted to be a figure skater so bad. There was an ice skating rink in Yonkers, I think it was in Yonkers that yeah. we would yeah. go to every so often. But we were so poor. Like I wanted to like take lessons, but we couldn't afford it. I don't really figure skate now because they don't really have that in New Orleans, but um, rollerblading. I love rollerblading too. I mean, we are like straight twins other than the fact that you were Nicole and you were were doing (laughs) these other things and you're a dermatologist. I 
loved figure skating when I was young. Oh my I God. had a full like outfit, like skirt thing. My mom like got me one, but we nice. couldn't afford skating lessons either. So what I used to do oh. is listen into other people's lessons. Oh, wow. And I would teach myself things like jumps and things and different things. And one day wow. this lady approached me and she was like, you know, maybe you should think about like, be, you know, doing being an ice dancer. And I was like, this woman is crazy. I look back on that now and I'm like, hello, why didn't you do that? But I, I was like that too. I love, and I love rollerblading. Love. Oh, I haven't yeah. done it in a long time, but I used to rollerblade my, you know, what off everywhere I could love it. So that's, yeah. that brings me joy too. Okay. What makes you feel unstoppable? Great question. Well, I think dancing and rollerblading will also make me feel unstoppable. Like I, especially with rollerblading, like I just feel like I own the world. Like you almost feel like you're flying. Um, yeah. So with that, um, but yeah, but also like sharing my thoughts on TikTok too. <laughs> yeah, you are, I mean, you're good at it. Let's just say, I really love what you share. I like that you have a passion yeah. for that because you're, you really are kind of reaching so many people. It's great. Um, what do you love? Cause we're in the devotion. What do you love about yourself? I, so yeah, kind of sort of related to what you just said. I, I do think that. I am good at being relatable and being able to reach various parts of society um, and having a conversation with anyone. I do. Yeah. I do appreciate that about myself. Yeah. yeah you really draw people in. I think that's why you have like, how many followers do you have on TikTok? Like over a million. Oh, no, not quite. I think I'm between 550 to 600,000. I mean, so. still. 500. Uh -huh. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a lot for a dermatologist. Hello. I mean, that's insane. It's a lot. Yeah. It's so it's lot. obviously not just your skincare stuff, Dr. Mamina. I think it's you. <laughs> it's really drawing people in and your mom. That's good. Thank and you. Your mom. Yeah. My, my mom, my mom is huge. I do notice huge jumps in my followers. Anytime I post a mom video, that's well, for sure. I tell everyone in the world about you. So I'm sure you've gotten a billion oh. just for me telling everybody. Thank um, you. <laughs> tell me what is exciting you the most right now? Well, I know I mentioned that I'm, I'm doing a few projects and, and, you know, I, I'm excited about those for sure. And I'm excited about doing more with social media. And for my whole life, I've been working, sorry, my whole adult life. I've always worked, you know, five or six days a week. And for the first time in my life, I know this probably doesn't sound that exciting to most people, but it's so exciting to me. I'm, I'm taking off Mondays so that I can devote more to these other projects and to social media. Because right now I'm working like 40 plus hours a week and trying to put out these TikTok videos. Like I'm going insane. Um, so, so you're going to give yeah, yourself a so break and have a little I'm day of creativity. Great. That's great. Exactly. It was part of my self-care goals for 2021 is, is to, yeah, like have more rest too and enjoy the oh, life. You deserve it. You really do. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh you my gosh. I love it. Crazy. I was literally like, you have no. to go to my podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love these questions. I love like everything we talked about. It's so fun. Well, I so appreciate you. And I'm so, you're such a, you're, you're literally the picture of devotion, the, the way you are with your oh. mom and your sister. It's really beautiful. And I love how you are serving your community. You really, really do. And you're lovely. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much.
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed being here. Awesome. Okay. Thank you everybody for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, guys.